0: Hi, this is Daniel Scribner here with a quick preview of the next episode of our Outlier Founders series, which comes out tomorrow. In it, I'm joined by Mo Islam, co founder of Payload Space, which is building a media empire dedicated to covering the business and policy of space, as in outer space. I discovered Payload and immediately subscribed to their daily newsletter after it was recommended by Delian Asparhov, co founder of Varda Space Industries, in episode 71. I asked Delian what newsletters and websites he used to stay on top of everything going on in space, and he had only one answer. Payload Space. So I'm thrilled to have Moe Islam of Payload Space on the show for a deep dive into the business and geopolitics of space. In this episode, we go deep on why we're at an inflection point when it comes to space and how that was unlocked, at least in the U.S., largely by SpaceX, which has brought down the price to get a unit of mass up to low Earth orbit by an order of magnitude. The outsized role the military and defense departments currently play as customers for space companies, ranging from Earth imaging to satellite manufacturing startups and the space companies that Mo thinks are the most underrated. As well as how Payload is building a media empire, starting with what Mo calls the Modern Homepage, which is their daily email newsletter. Plus, how they crafted a compelling voice and editorial style in an old-school and relatively stodgy industry, making space cool to read and learn about. Here's one of my favorite moments from it. Tune in tomorrow to listen to the full episode. How would you frame up the inflection point that we're at? And, and what does that feel like? Uh, you know, how do you, how do you see that day to day?
1: Yeah, so I would say that the inflection point um, that I'm really referring to um, is, it, it's really, it can be dialed down to two key reasons, right? And I think the first is more on the investor side, on the financing side, the investor appetite to actually fund commercial space initiatives, um, and I think the second piece, and i'll and I'll get into the first piece in just a second, but the second piece is really this like Elon Musk inspired sort of iterative nature of company building, right? That's been very prominent in Silicon Valley, but now is is actually something that's being um, addressed and and sort of taken in as an, as an ethos within commercial space, right? That's never happened before. So if you take a look, for example, on the financing side, there's been an incredible, incredible, incredible amount of capital flow in the industry recently. I think last year the number was, something like 8 billion was invested in startup space companies, which broke the previous record by about uh, about a billion, right? So it's like 7 billion, now it's 8 billion. And there's no, I will say that it's end of May right now, right? We're, we're chatting and, and the market is in complete disarray. There's a lot of uh, macro issues that we're seeing across the board. Um, space is a bit insulated um, and we can talk about that later, but like um, space for geopolitical reasons is, is insulated from a lot of it, but there's no doubt that this sort of near-term slowdown is, um, will also affect space. I think in the near term, there's going to be some, especially with like the SPAC sort of implosion, um, there's going to be some folks who say, okay, like, let's actually just take a step back and see what we are investing in and sort of the R&D cycles and how long this, these companies are going to take to actually be to be um, positive on, on the profitability side. So, as investors like recalibrate, I think that's going to create a little bit of slowdown. But we've definitely opened up Pandora's box, right? In a way that it really comes down to how invest like investors perceive hardware-based industries. Like when you look back at the um, global financial crisis and you think about the companies that were actually formed during that time. Slack, Uber, Airbnb, Square, Instagram, WhatsApp, right? They all started in the midst of the crisis. So it's really interesting to think that, and these are all companies that have really shaped the modern era of mobile compute and enterprise and consumer technology. And I think if you really look back, if you really look forward, excuse me, for the next 10 years, I think that what you're going to see is that those generational defining companies are going to be within space, and they're going to be within climate tech, and they're going to be within biotech. And I think perception of how software can be applied to hardware and how that can unlock efficiencies and value that we've never seen before. Like, that's what's exciting about sort of this next 10, 20 years, like a true, like impact era of everything that we've done to get us to here and where it's going to take us. I think, I I, I just think we've opened up Pandora's box and it's going to be really exciting to see. So, you know, that's really kind of point one. Of the inflection point, the really the second point really is just around Musk. He has a very love hate and uh, you know relationship with a lot of people, and I think especially with his recent comments and Twitter and all this stuff. Right, he's on the news. He's in the news for a lot of different reasons. But um, the reality is, what he's done for the industries, he's changed how risk is assessed. He just completely changed the way that companies approach risk. Um, it, you know, SpaceX, of course, takes a very Silicon Valley approach of you know let's build rockets, let's blow them up publicly, let's iterate. That's gonna that's okay, right? That's never been okay. NASA has never done that, right? They spend billions of dollars of developing and testing, developing and testing before they even launch, right? Now SpaceX and Musk has turned that upside down. They've created this feedback loop for the industry that's never existed before. And, you know, I think that that's going to create like a lot of opportunity and like, you know, it's changed the way investors look at risk. It's changed the way companies look at risk. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot more to say about that. That to me is sort of what's what's led us to this inflection point.